What up, fellow on the docks? It's Farouk Deveji, FarukDeveji.com. There's a belief that MMA is more is a more dangerous sport than boxing in terms of fighters' health. There's a secret lesson in this story for us entrepreneurs, and if you don't care, don't bother tuning in. Now, before I go into it, let me shamelessly do my 15-second pitch. If you're a small business owner with a working uh, process to sell and service customers, you want lifelong customers that don't complain about your prices, you want leads, inquiries, or visits more than you can handle without chasing them down, you're aware of the power of social media ads to achieve that, you don't have the time to do it yourself or you've tried it before and didn't work, go to farukdevaji.com, F-A-R-U-K-D-E-V-E-C-I.com and read the letter on that page and if it makes sense, fill out the form on the bottom and we'll reach out to you. So, there's a belief that MMA is a more dangerous sport than boxing in terms of fighters' health. Because why not, right? That makes sense. Boxing gloves are more padded, so you don't have to uh, be worried about getting kicked in the freaking face or eating an elbow on your jaw or getting kneed in the ribs, right? But David Zinsenko, writing for the New York Times in 2011, called boxing paraphernalia, quote-unquote, the equivalent of poorly designed sunscreen protection that allows athletes to submit to even greater levels of punishment, end of quote. That's crazy, the equivalent, the equivalent of poorly designed sunscreen. I mean truth is boxing is responsible for the deaths of men and women far more of them in fact than can be uh, than than can be attributed to mma according to the manual velasquez boxing fatality collection which began tracking boxing deaths in the 1940s there were 339 deaths resulting from head injuries and boxing matches from 1950 to two 2007. More recently, it shows 60 deaths associated with professional boxing matches from 1998 to 2011. The same collection counted only four MMA associated deaths from 1981 to 2007, but only one of those was the result of injuries sustained in a regulated contest. So, if this is the case, why does MMA have a worse reputation than boxing? In, an, in, in MMA, you can attack and defend by taking someone down, choking his face out to end the fight in 18 seconds, right? The gloves are less padded, so the punches have more effectiveness to end the fight in 8 seconds flat, right? But with boxing, because of the padding, and because of the fact that you can't defend yourself from the consistent punching of your opponent by closing the distance, hold him, bring him down, right? You're forced to take the punches that have a smaller impact, but it's over 10, 12, 15 rounds consistently, right? If you get knocked out, that's probably the best thing that can happen to you in a boxing match because otherwise your brain is going to get fumbled over the course of 10 rounds or more. Causing massive brain trauma in the process with, you know, unfortunate deaths as a result for too many. Now, what does this mean for us entrepreneurs? Sometimes when we focus on huge 
and results, we get so threatened by the huge task ahead of us to achieve that goal that our brain gets defensive well before even beginning to reach that goal. Well, even before uh, being, you know, implementing that task, right? But imagine making the steps to reach that huge goal so ridiculously small and focus on the process of just taking that step that nothing you do feels daunting whatsoever. Imagine that. And you'll start taking action and then another one, then another one consistently without causing your brain to get defensive and hold you back. Now, would you be able to reach big goals using this kind of methodology? Now, I'm dealing with this constantly myself, having so huge goals that it seems unattainable, which gives signals to my brain to warn me from taking action consistently, like constantly. Like, and, you know, it only makes it more difficult to take action, right? Especially if you hold back once because the moment you hesitate to take the action you were set out to take your brain gets in full out defense mode to hold you back because it perceives it perceives your holding back as danger right so it tries to help you stay safe by making you feel more anxious more afraid now toyota became the biggest car maker in the world by focusing on smaller actions with consistency if they can do it, any business can. Let me explain. Because their methodology is called the Kaizen way. Right? The way of focusing on ridiculously small actions done consistently to reach big goals. Now, I heard first about this system and about the story of Toyota using this methodology for growth from a book called one small step can change your life the kaizen way now haven't finished it yet and don't agree with all of the content as of now but the system really made sense to me don't know if it's for you but check it out if you're dealing with the feeling of constant overwhelm to reach a huge goal you've set out for yourself uh, so this is also applicable to acquiring customers generating leads getting more visits to your business using advertising right that's why at my social media ad agency, we run small experiments three days at a time and we go from there. Small experiments, analyzing, adjusting consistently. And it works for any small business in any industry. Now, if you're a small business owner with a working process to sell and service customers, you want lifelong customers that don't complain about your prices, you want leads, inquiries or visits, more than you can handle you're aware of the power of running social media ads to achieve that you don't have the time to do it yourself or you've tried it before and did a work go to farukdevej.com f-a-r-u-k-d-e-v-e-c-i.com read the letter on that page and if it makes sense fill out the form on the bottom and we'll reach out to you i'm grateful for your attention for your likes comments and shares be great